Welcome to Heads Up on Money, the heads up you need to make better financial choices. Hi guys, welcome, Heads Up on Money. Coming up today, we're talking about lifestyle creep. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Heads Up on Money. So, we've had a few episodes lately that are quite meaty technical topics, delving into the fun of personal finance and taxation, and I thought I'd break from the norm today just to talk about a more abstract concept and more link to human behaviour, human tendencies, and personal finances. So today we're talking about the topic of lifestyle creep. Now, how many of you have actually heard of this before? I'm not sure. I'm going to explain what lifestyle creep is and ultimately what it means for your financial planning. We're going to talk about some of the signs that indicate you are suffering from the illness that is lifestyle creep. And we're going to talk about ways you can potentially reduce creep now that you know the dangers of it. And as always, guys, if you are enjoying the podcast, please leave a rating, please leave a review, and please tell a couple of your friends. This is quite a fun one, I think, maybe to introduce people to the podcast on. Send it to them and see if they are guilty of lifestyle creep. So here we go. Let's get stuck into it. Okay, point number one. What is lifestyle creep and what has it got to do with your personal finances? Well, lifestyle creep effectively sounds quite peculiar, But it's the tendency that as you go through life and as you tend to make more money and become more financially stable, you tend to spend more money. And often it creeps up on you because you're not really aware you're doing it. Suddenly you're a bit more flush than you have been historically and that means you make upgrades to your lifestyle, your spending patterns. And it all feels quite relative because you're earning a bit more, so it follows you can spend a bit more. And it's something that you don't really recognise. It doesn't happen overnight. It's just something that over time starts to gradually creep in, hence lifestyle creep. So what does it matter to personal finances and why am I talking about it in a personal finance podcast? Well, it's really important to remember that every time you're inflating your spending patterns, so you've perhaps received a promotion, you've got a salary increase, you've got a bonus, as you start to spend those increased earnings, those are increased earnings that you could be directing towards your investments, your savings and your emergency funds. And I know that's not as fun, but you've got a real tendency here to exacerbate your standard of living when arguably you were quite happy before. And if you play things very sensibly by being a bit more astute with your money and recognising you've got a bit more disposable income than you once did, by using that more effectively rather than wasting it for the sake of it because you've now got a bit of surplus cash, it can really, really make a difference in the longer term. So what are some examples of lifestyle creep? Are these signs that you are suffering from? Let's say you've got a trusty car and it's last year for several years and it's doing you fine and it would continue to do so for a number of years yet. 
But you get a promotion at work, suddenly what used to be a grand of disposable income each month becomes two and a half grand. And you think, okay, this is the time, let's get a flashier car, let's stick it on finance, I can afford it. And you say to yourself, look, I've worked hard to get this promotion at work, I deserve to be spending more on the things that matter to me. And if the things do matter to you, that is a different point. But if you're just increasing your spending patterns and your standard of living just for the sake of keeping up with the Joneses, then that is a dangerous strategy because you have a tendency as you keep earning more and you become more and more wealthy, inverted commas, you never really meet the Joneses halfway. You're always chasing them. That never comes. So all you do is just set your goalposts and your boundaries a bit further and in front of you. Now, if you reframe things and instead start to become a bit more astute with this surplus income, it will really pay dividends. And yet you're probably saying, look, Benjamin, who are are you to judge me? I've worked hard for the promotion. Surely that means I can afford to do the weekly shop at a higher upmarket supermarket compared to what we used to do or switch to a gym with a sauna and a steam room rather than just a plain and simple treadmill setup. Well, of course, that's your prerogative. And as I said, it's down to the value you get from it. Now, all financial planning should be directed at your objectives at the end of the day. And if these are objectives that make a positive net difference to your life, you should absolutely be doing them. So if you're going to a more expensive gym because it's got a beneficial impact upon your mental health, of course, finances can't compete with that. But if you're just upgrading for the sake of it because you feel like, look, I've got a bit much more income in my bank now, why am I going for this shoestring budget gym when I can be upgrading and I can be socialising with the Joneses down at the private gym down the road? Now, the issue with lifestyle creep is despite you having greater affordability to do something about your longer term planning, very few people actually do it. The net benefits to you mean you're no better off. You're still living from payslip to payslip each month. All that's different now is your income and your expenditure have both proportionally risen. But at the end of the day, the investment in the future you, the future objectives and goals that you have is no better off. You've improved your financial situation, but you've also not improved it at all. And that's what lifestyle creep is. You don't realize this is even happening to you, but it does. And it's incredibly dangerous. And generally speaking, look, when you're earning higher income, you've got more opportunities to make financial planning work for you. For instance, contributing to a pension, typically you're limited to the amount of earnings you have in a tax year. Well, if your earnings are higher, it means you can get more into a pension, you can get more tax relief, lower net costs to you. Investing in equities for the longer term means you can really start to punch above your weight and reap the benefits in the future. Just for the sake of keeping up with the Joneses now, is that really worth sacrificing? If it doesn't matter to you, if you're just doing it for the sake of it because you've got a bit more income in your pocket, then you need to be reassessing your objectives and your priorities here. Like I said, the tendency is that competing with the Joneses, those goalposts never get reached. They just get pushed further and further away. So have a look at your spending patterns each month. Have you noticed a trend whereby they have increased massively at the same time as when you got that salary promotion at work? Ask yourself, were you happy before in the preceding month? Were things all 
pretty comfortable then. And if they were, then why has your expenditure increased now? So do an income and expenditure recce and just work out exactly what are you paying for each month and which of these would you consider to be essentials that are critical to either keeping a roof over your head, keeping you fed, watered, keeping you happy, mentally happy. And what are the non-essentials that could be easily substituted for other things? And it's probable that you're going to have a damn sight more non-essentials now you've got a bit more surplus income. Another indication that you're suffering from lifestyle creep is if you've had that promotion at work and you've got great intentions of saving a lot of this surplus for a down payment on a property or you're planning to invest in a stocks and shares ISA next month but none of this ever happens but yet you've got no surplus income or capital left over at the end of each month you're suffering from lifestyle creep. You've got great intentions, but it's just not happening because your expenditure has risen in line with your increased income and it's detrimental to your long-term planning. And if you find you're pulling from your savings accounts more than you were before, that is lifestyle creep. Even though you've got greater income, you cannot keep up with your newfound level of expenditure and it's really dangerous. It's dangerous because none of us know what is around the corner. I mean, who predicted a global pandemic for goodness sake? And I've harped on about this before, but having a good buffer in emergency cash savings behind you, having adequate protection in place in case the unthinkable ever was to happen so that you're protected and your family's protected. If you don't do this, you're just living from month to month and it's a dangerous strategy. You might think you're immune because you're now earning a bit more. You might feel like you're more comfortable than you've ever been, but ask yourself, are you really? What happens if there's a sudden redundancy at work? or a sudden increase to your mortgage costs, for instance. This is very relevant at the moment. There have been massive increase to people's regular mortgage costs as a result of movements in interest rates. Well, how does that leave you positioned? Those suffering from lifestyle creep are really going to struggle to fight this compared with the savvy money nerds who have used some of their increases in earnings in a productive manner. But the biggest danger of lifestyle creep is often there is no way back. Once you become accustomed to living this new, lavish lifestyle, it's really hard to go back to the way you once were. The gym that was once good enough for you is going to be a struggle to go back to if you had to. What if you become redundant? I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, but you are replaceable. Your job is not completely safe. So you have to be pragmatic in your planning in that eventuality, and I've seen it all the time. I spent a number of years after uni living and working in Aberdeen, and... For those of you that know, Aberdeen is the oil and gas capital of Europe. And whilst I was at university, the Aberdeen economy was buoyant. People were earning great money. And as a result, there were flashy cars all over the city and people arguably living far out with their means. What happened? Well, the oil and gas industry took a massive downturn. And literally overnight, there was widespread press about this. People returning higher purchase cars because they just can't afford the monthly repayments. These people were suffering from lifestyle creep. Were they, after a promotion, saving more into their investments, putting more into their pension, reviewing their family's protection arrangements? Probably not, because let's be honest, that stuff isn't fun. But I would argue that more dangerous and even less fun is the prospect of having to make significant changes to your lifestyle because you can't keep up with your newfound pressure to keep up with the Joneses. And for many people, sadly, lifestyle creep grows and grows and materialises into debt problems, and that is an area you just do not want to get into. 
So, it's about being savvy here. Look, let's be positive. You've received a promotion at work. You've received a salary uplift. Whatever it might be, you've worked hard for that and you should enjoy it. I'm not saying that. But with everything in personal finances, it's about finding that balance. Good financial planning is planning for tomorrow, but not at the drastic cost of cutting your enjoyment today. But if you're only focusing on today, that leaves you so vulnerable and things can come crashing down very quickly. Don't think that this stuff will never happen to you. So now that you know what lifestyle creep is, how can you reduce it? Well, review your spending, like I said, sit down, look at your outgoings, your incomings, review your expenditures, spot any patterns in line with increases in earnings and work at what's essential and what's non-essential for you and cut costs where you can. It's not about living on a shoestring budget, it's about being sensible. Do you really need that upgraded gym membership? Do you really need to replace your car for an expensive financed car when your old one is probably fine? Create a budget. Having a set budget will help you keep on track and make sure you've got something to work towards each month just to make sure it's realistic. And consider your purchases. Before you buy something, wait a few days to mull over the decision. We're familiar with the concept of buyer's remorse. You make a erratic splurge on something and the enjoyment you'll get from it is quickly eroded by the remorse you have after purchasing it. So consider your purchases. Are they going to have a positive impact on your quality of life? If they are, go ahead. If they're not, don't do it. And another good thing is just to set savings goals and make them tangible. I've said this before that one of the dangers in financial planning is just not actually having an objective in your mind. Because if you don't have an objective, then it doesn't really matter if you don't achieve that goal. Whereas if you've got something written down ideally, a house deposit say, a holiday in a couple of years time, building up an emergency savings fund, an investment pot that you'd like to use to send your children to private education in the future, whatever it might be, whatever your life story is, have a tangible objective. And by having that in place, that will really instill good behaviours when it comes to setting savings goals, whereas not having anything written down or very loose planning often just as a dead end. I've very rarely found people be diligent in terms of their saving when they don't have a specific goal in place. And lastly, invest in your future. This is a big one, I always go on about it, is once you've got your emergency fund covered, once you've got your planned expenditure covered, you should be looking at asset classes beyond cash. Cash is not king. You need to be investing in the great companies of the world, coattail investing as I call it, riding on the ingenuity and adaptability of fantastic companies and fantastic brains as they respond to consumer demands over time. And by being diligent with your investments, in theory you should be investing in the stock market if you've got an investment time frame of beyond five years typically. Obviously you can extract money often before that but it's not sensible to do so. So get into the frame of mind of once you're making an investment, think of it as a longer term strategy and you shouldn't be pulling out that money anytime soon and it will remove the temptation to do that. So that should help. And an important point on when it comes to lifestyle creep and your investing is it can become very dangerous if you think you are doing well with your investing. Now what I mean by this is let's say you're on a salary of 30 grand. And at the moment, you've been listening to the podcast, you're saving diligently every month, you're investing in the great companies of the world in the form of equity investing, and let's say you're putting aside £250 every month. Now that, 
is equivalent to 10% of your annual gross salary every year. So you say to me, Luke, Benjamin, I'm doing pretty good things here. Like compared to most people, I am a textbook money nerd and you are doing great things. I'm not disputing that. But here's where lifestyle creep comes into that. Now, let's say you leave this £250 per month. You've got a direct debit set up to an investment, which is a great thing to do. And it carries on in the background. £250 per month goes into your equity fund, let's say. And in some months when equity markets are doing well, you're buying at a higher cost. But in months when equity markets are not doing so well, you're buying in at a lower cost. And it helps to neutralize the variation in when you come in and out of the market because you cannot time the market, people. You just need to be in the market and you're doing that. So what's the problem? Well, let's say your salary then increases to 50 grand. You get a massive promotion at work. You've studied some qualifications. You've now gone up a pay pay grade and you're still saving diligently. You're still putting in £250 per month. That's great. That's carrying on in the background. So why can't you just spend that extra money on a new gym membership or a car or a shopping spree? Well, the problem is that it's a now not relative to your earnings. So whereas before you were saving 10% of your salary, you're now saving 6% of your total salary. So the point is, people, you should always be reviewing your investing in line with what you can afford. So the typical triggers are every time you get an increase in salary, you should be reviewing, does this mean I can actually put a little bit more into my investments each month? Because that's really, really powerful to be able to do that. By leaving things at the old rate that they once were, it's dangerous. Now, it's sensible to set it up on a percentage of your income. Whereas if you've got a fixed monetary sum in this example of £250 per month, if that just carries along in the background, that's going to be £250 based on a higher gross salary. So the lesson here is if you get an increase in your salary, really consider should I now be increasing the percentage I'm saving each month and it can make a huge, huge impact. Even without salary or promotions, I always try and say to my clients, let's review this and do we try and push it up by fairly small levels which can be a bit uncomfortable at first, but it's amazing how much you don't miss that extra amount you're investing every month. If you leave it at the existing rate, it becomes comfortable. And when it comes to your investing, I don't want you to be comfortable. You should be investing at the point where it's just a bit of a squeeze every month and it's a little bit uncomfortable. If it's uncomfortable, then you're at the right level. But where if it's comfortable and you're not missing it, That would seem to suggest that lifestyle creep has taken over and you've prioritised non-essential expenditure ahead of investing in your future wealth. To bring this to life, I've got some examples to share with you. So let's assume this individual who's just had their promotion currently has 25 grand in their stocks and shares ISA. So they've been saving diligently for a number of years. They're investing, let's say, in a moderate risk profile. So let's say 5% yearly return on that pot of money and as i said before if you're investing in a higher risk growth equity mandate which most people should be you should be achieving more than five percent and i get that some years it'll be less than that some years it will be negative but over the long term equity returns average out around nine percent but let's be more conservative here i get that some people struggle to get their head around that so five percent a year let's say And let's say they're planning for sending their kids to university. So they've got a 20-year investment time frame with this investment. And at the moment, they're putting in £250 per month. Every month, they're saving diligently. So what does this look like? £250 per month, 
added every month to that investment pot of 25 grand, 5% a year for 20 years, the future investment pot comes out at £170,574. Pretty good, I heard you say. And of course, this is the wonder of investment compounding. And when you leave your accumulated pot untouched and don't make erratic movements at the times of market lows, just leave it growing, it's grown to 170 grand. That's brilliant. Now, let's assume that now with their increased salary, they decide to be savvy and increase their regular monthly subscriptions by £100, taking it up to £350. That should be perfectly affordable. They've just gone from a salary of 30 grand to 50 grand. Arguably, they should be doing more than this, but let's just play the game. If they increase their regular investments from £250 to £350 per month, the future investment pot goes up to £211,600, basically. So that's a difference from where we were before, down at 170 grand. So that's a huge, huge difference over the longer term. And again, just shows you the importance of making small incremental changes today and how that can have a huge impact tomorrow. So by doing that, they've been a savvy money nerd. They've increased their regular expenditure rather than blowing that on unnecessary things that won't improve their lifestyle or happiness. But can they push it a little bit further? Well, let's say they every year decide to increase that by 2%. Making these incremental changes each year ensures that these contributions are on the right side of being uncomfortable and not too comfortable. So let's say they increase that £350 by 2% every year. Well, how does that make a difference? Well, that £211,000 future value that I mentioned has now gone up to £237,000. And again, these are small changes to your current lifestyle now that have way more magnified impacts on your longer term planning. So really test as to whether you should be making these small sacrifices now because it gives you a huge amount of opportunity when it comes to the future. So don't be a money novice, don't let lifestyle creep take over. You have got the power and the knowledge now to do something about it. So heed my warning, I know it's not very fun but I promise you in the long term this is going to pay dividends and when you compare yourself to the Joneses who are not doing this, you know who'll be laughing in the longer term. So there you have it, Lifestyle Creep, summed up in a nutshell podcast. Send this one on to some of your friends. Let's see if they are guilty of it. Are you yourself guilty of it? Well, if you were, now you should be doing something about it. And in future episodes of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about some of the other human behavioural tendencies that have an impact on our financial planning. It's not all about crunching numbers because at the end of the day, we are all irrational human beings and this has the bigger impact on our finances than some of the things that we think should be worried about. Things like taxes and which companies to invest in and what wrappers should I invest in? Should it be pension? Should it be ISAs? All of this stuff is fairly immaterial. What matters the most in terms of your long-term wealth creation is you and your behaviours. And lifestyle creep is one of those dangers that you need to be aware of. So look out for it and kick it in the face when it comes up. Thanks as always, money nerds. I'll see you on the next episode. (music) 